Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. I think this happened in Florida. I'm not quite sure, but Adam Sandler's getting all kinds of positive reviews and and good tidings on social media because of that TikTok video. He and his family apparently went into a international house of pancakes. Okay. An IHOP recently. And he's wearing a mask, as is the rest of his his crew. And uh, the, the waitress or the hostess comes up and says something to him. It's surveillance video, so you can't tell what's going on. But she didn't recognize him, told him, you know, we got like a 45-minute wait or something like that. And they just, you know, he turned around. He's like, okay, thanks. Turns around and walks out because he didn't want to wait for breakfast. Okay. And he just acted like a normal person. And everybody's going crazy about that. But it's nice to see. It is nice to see that he didn't go do the whole, don't you know who I am? What's funny is Adam Sandler, by all accounts, I don't know anybody that really has a bad word to say about him outside of his movies. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Like, no, like, he's, like, like, he's he seems like a nice like a, guy. He plays a jerk in a lot of his movies. He plays an annoying character in a lot of his movies. He's basically co-opting uh, Jerry Lewis's entire movie character sort of deal thing there. And people, some people don't like that. And yet, uh, off screen... Everybody says he's a nice guy, yeah. like like George Clooney, nice guy, like yeah. Hugh Jackman, nice guy. Now, the hostess didn't recognize him. It would have been great to seat him because whoever was going to take care of the table would probably get a nice tip. More I, than would, I, I, would, I would assume so. Sure. Yeah. You know, so. And I think that's probably like I'm sure the hostess is uh, whomever the hostess is uh, was supposed to set up for the next table, like the server that was supposed to set Because let's face it, IHOP is not exactly, you know, like going to Ruth Chris. It's a it's a situation where that yeah. would have been that would that, that tip could have made that that server's weak. Right. Yeah. If, you know, we're assuming. But yeah, hey, if he's a nice guy, he probably would leave a nice tip. It's so, you know, we hear about things occasionally, uh, you know, somebody who waits on somebody famous. My my son was in a bar last weekend with a couple of buddies and two guys come in and they sit down at a table waitress goes over she's talking to him and my son can hear one of the guys goes well my friend here is a pretty well-known comedian oh i hate that guy and my son's looking over there and he's like i can't figure out who this is and he's checking with his buddies nobody knows who the guy is so they figured they're just bsing the waitress trying to get a free drink or special treatment something like that sure and they're like okay it must not be anybody Less than five minutes later, this other group of four people comes in and one of the women's like, oh, my God, everybody, look who it is. And, you know, she says the guy's name. My son didn't remember it, but she goes, she gets pictures and everything. So the guy was somebody, just not like a household name, like an Adam Sandler type. Yeah. Now, I've told this story before, but but this is exactly the polar opposite of what you're talking about. Uh, when I used to bounce the Hard Rock Cafe in Boston, um, you know, famous people would come in all the time. And normally when there's a famous person comes in, you they, they take somebody from the security staff and they ask them to stand by the table so they can eat in peace. So Michael McDonald comes in from the Doobie Brothers. And the hosts, you know, they make an announcement that first they check with the person. They go, hey, do you mind if we let everybody know that you're eating here? It looks good for everybody, blah, 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 blah. So Michael McDonald goes, sure, no problem. So the, the host just goes, ladies and gentlemen, hard rockers, blah, blah, blah. And we please welcome from the Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald. And the you know, applause, that's polite applause and stuff like that. And one guy from Boston, your cousin from Boston, sits there and he's eating his food. He just looks up. He goes, Hey, Michael McDonald. And goes right back to his food. And like, and, and like made a big deal out of it. Was Michael McDonald cool? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, there was no the uh, you know who was who was also very cool, and I'm thankful for it. Do you remember the professional wrestler, the Warlord? Oh yeah, gigantic. We had to bounce him. 
because uh. he had been overserved. <laughs> he wasn't being a jerk, but he was a little bit tipsy and sloppy, yeah, falling and, into people. And, 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 yeah, and you can't have that in he a bar. He could kill somebody if he fell on. Yeah, he can't. We can't have that in a bar. So I had to be the guy to go up to him. And go, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, you know, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Let me call you a cab. Get you. He goes, "All right, man. Cool. Uh, no problem." I was like, "Thank God." That is <laughs> that is good for you. Yeah, that's Thank good God. for everybody. Because he would have ended me quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, if you've ever waited on somebody who was well-known, it's always interesting to know if they were cool yeah. or if they were uncool. We're heading into the weekend with Mark and Neanderthal, so it is time for our weekend movie pick. It stars Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, The Valley's own Emma Emma Stone. Stone. (laughs) What's the other girl's name? Abigail Breslin, I think, are the four main characters. Yep. From 2009, we're talking about Zombieland. Yeah, it's uh, this was a movie that I didn't really expect to be as good as it was. I don't think anybody really did. I think everybody thought it was going to suck. It's fun. And then everybody watched yeah. it and went, oh my God, this is kind of a cool movie. Why don't we have our promotions guy, one of our promotions guys, Ben, give you the plot summary. After a virus turns most people into zombies, the world's surviving humans remain locked in an ongoing battle against the hungry undead. Four survivors abide by a list of survival rules and zombie-killing strategies as they try to find a safe haven. Oh, yeah, and Woody Harrelson's character is addicted to Twinkies and wears a cool jacket. Yeah, that's And a cool it. hat. And a cool hat, yeah. yeah. And, he's, and he's got a pretty cool gun, too. Woody uh, Harrelson is great in the movie. I'm not going to give away the, the money shot of the movie, but I will tell you, there's a great cameo in the movie, all right? <laughs> so that, good. that was originally offered to Patrick Swayze. I didn't know that. Yes, but Patrick Swayze at the time was suffering from pancreatic cancer and it probably would yeah. have been bad form for him to show up on the set about zombies while suffering from pancreatic cancer. And and probably just didn't feel like it at the time, yeah. but it is a cameo by a extremely well-known person yes. that steals the movie and it's so much fun. Yeah, and uh, by the way, also none of the characters actually have real names. They're named after after cities, if you from notice where that, they come. yeah, from yeah. Where, yeah, yep. So it's, um, it's actually a very fun movie. It's I, I would say it's in the spirit of Shaun of the Dead. It's a zombie movie that's also a comedy. I, I would call it a zombie. Yeah, that would be good. It's it's very similar to if you like any of the Evil Dead movies or the Army of Darkness movies, anything that's done by Bruce Campbell. You know, Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness, yep. that kind of deal. Uh, it, it's that kind of a movie. And again, a surprising enjoyable movie because I hate most of the people that are in it. Well, with the exception of Woody Harrelson and the cameo, the rest of the actors I can do without. Well, there's a great scene. Woody Harrelson's character is addicted to Twinkies and zombies are not. (laughs) He is getting into that supermarket to get some Twinkies. You're going to risk our lives for a Twinkie? There's a box of Twinkies in that grocery store. The last box of Twinkies that anyone will enjoy in the whole universe. Believe it or not, Twinkies have an expiration date. Time to nut up or shut up. (laughs) Now, it's important to note that when they go into the grocery store, not a spoiler alert, uh, there are a few zombies in there who Woody kills with a banjo. Very important to note. A banjo can be used 
in a zombie apocalypse. Now, there's also an interesting thing about this. This was, I think, <laughs> the first movie after Woody Harrelson had gone through a couple of legal issues with his drinking and some of the things that he was Maybe, dealing with. Yeah. I think this was one of those yeah. movies that was like a comeback movie for him where people went, almost like Robert Downey Jr., where people went, okay, he's all right. Yeah. yeah. And we can start, we can start, we can start booking him again in movies. And now he's been in everything yes. since then. And he's yeah. excellent in just about everything he's yeah. in. Is Zombieland trained to Busan good? I, Hell yeah, it is. I don't know. It's Hell close, yeah, it though. It's very, very good and very fun. Of course, you know, you got to have a little bit of a taste for gore and blood and guts and yeah, all that but stuff. Yeah, but it, here's the thing. The gore and the blood and the guts, although vivid and very sort of grotesque, is funny. Yeah. It's hard to say it that way, but it really is. Yeah. There's a sequel where all four of the main people came back. I never saw it, though. Yeah, I did not either. But uh, Zombieland... Not a waste of your time. It's, oh. it's an hour and a half, well spent, of uh, just mindless, stupid movie making. And I loved it. Yep. There's your Mark and Neanderthal weekend movie pick. Yeah, baby. We got curious about celebrities, like if you're waiting on their table. Yeah, because Adam Sandler walked into an IHOP, uh, and essentially the place was not seating or it was seated to capacity. They didn't find room for him, and so they said, "Hey, I'm sorry, uh, we don't have we don't have a table for you." And Adam walked out, and that's it. That's the story. There's no story, but in this situation, no story is the story. Yeah, it's a good story. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't do the "Don't you know who I am?" Yep, you know, see you, later. Just, you know, let me see your manager. He was just like, "Oh, okay, all, all right, right, gotta we'll, go. We'll have to check someplace else out." And that's good what a nor- that's what a normal person would do in that situation. You would think, so. sure, yeah. Yeah, we got curious. Um, actually, we've got this uh, longtime listener. He's a, he's a semi, semi-regular on the program from uh, the 30th Street and Bell Road Red Devil. Daryl gave us his best and worst. The best one I ever had when I was working at the steakhouse, Toby Keith showed up. Great guy. You want to talk about a tipper? He was a tipper. He was the man itself to talk to. He was just a down-to-earth, good old boy that was just wanting to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Probably the worst one I ever waited on was an anchor woman uh, from Channel 12 News, former news anchor. She didn't tip. She was not very nice. She treated you like you like you were beneath her type of thing. Oh, boy. Mm, don't yeah. like hearing that. Yeah, and never got good. A, got a few guesses as to who yeah, that might yeah, be. Better name and address withheld, <laughs> I think. But as, Toby Keith is a big tipper. Yeah. That's good to know. I do like the idea that, you know, you when you when you when somebody does something good, unlike the news, when somebody does something good, you you identify them, but when somebody does something bad, you keep your mouth shut. Sometimes we abide by that. Sometimes. Yep, sometimes. We don't, but yeah. What do you got? Yes, I did. It was Kenny Rogers. All right. And it was at Azar's Big Boy in Denver, Colorado, <laughs> and he left a whole $10 tip for a party of eight. Ooh. Oh, no. You know why? Because he had lost his money gambling. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yep. <laughs> Some, somebody's got to pay for all that face work. <laughs> that stuff That's, doesn't just happen by yeah. itself. That's awful. $10 for an eight-person party? Yep. And he um, wasn't a very pleasant person to wait on either. Uh-huh. Everything had to be – he was very particular. All right. I guess we so, identified that guy. Yeah. Karen Rogers is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> And then probably if you went into a Kenny Rogers roaster, it probably said, please tip the server. Yes, exactly. Generously. Yeah. But- Let's say good morning to Jeff. He just checked in. Uh, Doobie Brothers, Patrick Simmons, waited on him. Cool guy. Oh, okay. Dave checked in. Worked at Rustler's Roost. 
Sterling Marlin, the man who sounds most like he uses a stage name in NASCAR. Yeah. Sterling Marlin, very cool guy. All NASCAR right. driver. Noted. All right. What's yours, Brad? Before I went in the Army, this was in the late 80s, I used to do room service at the Arizona Biltmore Hotel. I met like Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. very briefly for them. But the coolest one was uh, Jimmy Page. He ordered breakfast at the Terrace Court Pool. Go down to bring it down, and it was, he, they check in under pseudonames. His name was Johnny B. Good. So <laughs> I get in there, and I, I have the breakfast, you know, just on a tray, set it up on the whole poolside table. Do I have a breakfast for Mr. Good? And he's like, oh, that must be me, as in Johnny B. And I'm like, holy shit, that's Jimmy Page. So... <laughs> You know, I just, that was back before everybody had a camera on their phone. So I just put the tray down and shook his hand and said, I just want to thank you for all the amazing music. It's like, oh, you really like the old stuff? And I'm like, are you kidding? (laughs) And what did Jimmy have for breakfast? We must know. I think it was just like cereal and toast, you know, like a continental breakfast juice, nothing major. Just a pleasant guy, though. I don't really remember the tip that just meeting him and shaking his hand was, you know, plenty good for that. But I think it was shortly after that Atlantic reunion with uh, what that tribute to Ahmet Ernigan or whatever it was, late yeah. 80s, 89, 90. And he says, oh, I thought that was bloody awful. I said, no, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> but no, he was yeah. cool. And then David Letterman, I'd served him breakfast. He gave me a $100 bill. He was up in the terrace court, you know. <laughs> wing which is kind of cool nice did he get any food caught between his teeth (laughs) i wasn't around to watch him eat (laughs) no you know if there's one guy i would expect to be crotchety it'd be letterman uh you would think he's again a guy that is so sarcastic and sardonic on television you would think there's sort of a balance in that jimmy jimmy page uh that was probably right around the time it was right around the time of outrider that solo record that he put out and then the Atlantic 40th anniversary. That was what that was, the 40th, yeah. uh, 40th year, four-year anniversary for Atlantic. The Amit Erdogan tribute didn't happen until 2007 or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, this was this was well, the 40th anniversary thing where they played with Jason Bonham. They weren't good at that either. So, well, so, hey, so, yeah, so Jimmy, I love Jimmy, the, Jimmy was right. I love the Oh, Jimmy, I loved it. Really? I thought it sucked. Yeah. That's basically what and, he said. And most people agree with Jimmy uh, Page in that situation. If you're looking for something to do, uh, this is really, really interesting. They are actually looking for volunteers to go to the north rim of the Grand Canyon and kill bison. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, it's, you know, they, they, they're they they're overrun with bison on the north rim and they need to reduce the herd size to protect the park ecosystem, resources, and values. Now, let's just keep in mind, they are not illegal to kill anymore. I, let me take this back. They are no longer an endangered species, but it is illegal to kill bison without a permit. Of so, course, yes. So that's why, yeah. that's why this thing is now being organized to send everybody out there and an organized, they call it managing the herd, if you will. They do yeah. this with like wolf kills and sometimes a deer kill in, in Alaska and things like that. Yeah. Basically managing the herd. And I guess uh, up there in the North Rim, uh, bison are running amok. Yes. <laughs> They're taking over. Yes. And we got to do something about it. So hell yeah. They start on Monday taking, taking applications and it's got to be 18. Right. Obviously, you got to provide your own gun, and you know you've got to have your equipment. Good luck finding ammunition. You know. This thing is going to get really expensive. That's a tricky uh, item, right yeah, there. It certainly is. Um, you got to have a certain level of marksmanship, physical stamina, I and would think so, so forth. Sure, yeah. Um, but it says here you got to provide your own lodging and food. Why? 
mean, wouldn't it seem like that'd be thrown in? It doesn't even say anywhere in the article if you get to keep the bison. Are you, aren't you doing? Aren't you doing the state or the federal park service uh, a service? Doing it's, this? Yeah, it's a, it's a volunteer thing. I would think they'd at least throw in food and lodging. You would think so, and they don't say if you can keep your kill. Doesn't say. Because that would be part of it, too, wouldn't it? I, I would yeah. think so, yeah. So I, far, I, I don't so, know. So let me get this straight. You've got to provide your own gun. you got to provide certification that you're uh, qualified to use the gun, you know, marksmanship, whatever it is. Yeah. got to pay for your own ammunition. you yeah. got to pay for your own lodging. you got to pay for your own travel. Food. you got to pay for your own food. Yeah. What the hell's in it for you to go up uh, there in the North Rim to, to shoot bison? Sounds like an unpaid internship. It so- yeah, it sounds awful. <laughs> It's, it's, it doesn't sound, it sounds like you're getting screwed. Yeah. I could do it because in high school we used to go bison tipping. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you just do it near the edge of the canyon and, and, and you're all good to go. But Yeah, I, I, I remember the bicentennial. <laughs> I remember that. There were 200 bison there at the time. You know how many people are going to, they're going to pick a certain number. Guess what the number is? Number of volunteers. Uh, 69? No, no. It's oh. 12. 12. Well, does it not sound like, a little bit like the movie Armageddon? Uh, yeah, they need a ragtag bunch of volunteers who all know I what guess, they're doing to I go and, and perform a service for for the country and for for the area and so forth. Either that, or Jesus and the apostles have another weekend planned. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird, <laughs> it's a weird deal, but it's it's legit. And if you want to go for it, the the Bison Geddon is waiting for you. So go take your opportunity there. All right, weird uh, story. Yeah. I, 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 again, other than being able to shoot a bison, and again, uh, and I don't know the joy of that, but uh, other than being able to do that, I don't see any benefit to this whatsoever. I, you got to travel. You got to. I mean, it's going to cost you money in the long run. You would have to love doing it. You'd have to love shooting bison. You know, you're hunting. Yeah, like people do love doing it. So, but I mean, they I haven't said. I, I would like to know. We should get somebody to inquire. If somebody from the park services is listening, do you get to keep your kill? Yeah, yeah there's make you mount that bison head over the over the. Uh, That'd be something. In it, right? I would think there's got to be something in it for you. Now it's time for the dumbass of the day. <laughs> so in Arizona, we call it Northern Arizona when you're heading up to the upper reaches of our state. Yeah, unlike any other place in the country, they don't have a north. Well, in New York, we we would refer to that as upstate. Upstate, going yeah. upstate, yeah. yeah. So that's where we're going today, upstate New York, Oneida, New York. It's ah. a, yes, it's a small town, but they've got a Walmart. <laughs> so they got that going for them, which, which is, is nice. nice. And that is where 49-year-old William Kiefer was several weeks ago, browsing around the store, sneaking a few items into his pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, William was doing some shoplifting. Mm-hmm. And before he left the store, William got caught. Store security stopped William as he tried to walk out of the store without paying for the items that he had stolen. For instance, he had a, uh, a jar of moisturizer and various pairs of women's panties. Well, you know, he had stolen. Maybe he's uh, he might have been stealing a gift for somebody special, or maybe he's you know into. Or maybe he, he just likes comfortable panties. Maybe he is that someone. And he special. likes to have moisturizing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe moist skin is his life. Yeah. Either way, had to be embarrassing for him when the cops showed up, right? So, uh, sure. Well, getting yeah. caught is the embarrassment, yeah, really. I, anybody wants to wear women's underwear, that's their business, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, hey, it is their business, yeah. but you got to pay for it. I would say so. Yes, we can all agree on that. Yes, absolutely. All right. So, in a show of mercy, though, Walmart security decided not to press charges. Oh. And William was free. That is very nice of them to do. You know what? You got a solid out of that. Oh. All right. Good for you. 
But William's employer found out about things, and oh, they were no. not they were not as forgiving. He was suspended back on April 13th because you simply can't have one of your employees ripping off panties and moisturizer from Walmart. Especially Doesn't if, look good. Especially if you are the New York State Police. Oh. And this is one of your lead investigators. Well, maybe he was investigating the feel of soft cotton panties. Against he, I his, think he was. Against his warm, squishy parts. Yeah, I don't think there's any maybe about that. All I right, think then. that was the idea. Okay, then. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, maybe he's going deep undercover. Yep. Who knows? William is no longer with the state police. Oh. After investigation was open, he decided that retirement was probably his best career option. Sure, he wants to keep his yeah. panty pension. There you go. <laughs> hey, don't get your panties in a wad. Yeah, Just retire. What's wrong with that? He's going to go home and moisturize. <laughs> I do me. I do me all day. I put the lotion on my skin. <laughs> <laughs> William Kiefer, there's your Mark and Deanna Paul, dumbass of the day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. <laughs> the Dumbass of the Day is sponsored by Roadrunner Harley Davidson. They're the newest Harley dealership in the Valley. You'll find them at 159th Avenue and McDowell in Goodyear. All right, incoming pun warning. Okay. We're not going to hold anything back in this report about cigarettes. It's going to be unfiltered. I see what you did okay? there. Okay. I, I, wow. So be ready. That one hurt. So if you're a cigarette smoker, like within a year, you won't be able to find menthol cigarettes. Yeah, I've heard that before, though. I mean, you know. That's what the FDA is saying. Yeah, they also said we were supposed to have our travel ID done by October of 2020. And how'd that work out? <laughs> That's not the FDA. The FDA is serious, man. Yeah. Well, no, if they were serious, they'd outlaw cigarettes altogether. I suppose. Yeah. But then again, some people would say that's not American. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, it's a freedom of choice thing. It's weird. You're you're free to do whatever you need to do. They're banning menthol and like the, you know, those weird cigars like the, I I don't know anybody who smokes Swisher Sweets and I'm glad, but they're like the flavored cigars and things like that. They're trying to do away with those to keep younger people from stopping starting to not start smoking. Yes. Because vaping hasn't already secured all of them. Yeah. Vaping, your, yeah. mushroom, your mushroom cloud in your pocket there. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Men- I never quite understood menthol cigarettes. I always kind of looked at them as sort of the like the training wheels for smoking regular cigarettes. You know are what you, I mean? Are you cigarette shaming? You know what I mean? Like you would get ready with the menthols to move up to the big leagues. It's an interesting Am concept. Am I wrong about that? Because I never smoked. Concept. Yeah, I, I'm not a smoker either. Both my parents are smokers. My mom smoked Marlboros. My father smoked Winston's. One after another after another. He's dead now. That's what, you know, he knew what he was getting into. Um, When I was in school, there was, it was, there was the Marlboro crowd and the Newport crowd. (laughs) Really? Yes. Like, it was the weirdest thing. You know, like I've, I've made the joke before about when somebody's out of money and they go, hey man, can I borrow a dollar? And you'd go, no, I'm sorry, I'm broken. They'd go, I'm serious. And you go, oh, you were serious. I'm sorry. Let me just make a, make a dollar appear out of nowhere. Yeah. But you never you've heard the phrase "beggars can't be choosers," except when it comes to cigarettes. Because I, I think that's because they could always find somebody else who had the cigarette type they wanted. Yeah, because it was always it was like, "Hey, man, can I bomb a cigarette? Or what kind you smoke?" What? Right. Because if you offered them the wrong brand of cigarettes, they'd turn you down. It, I'd rather not smoke than suck your insufficient cancer stick. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. And it was, and I know what you mean. Most of the guys smoked Marlboro. Yes. Right? Because yes. that's, you know, it's it macho. Let's face it's it, it's the a cool, Marlboro It's the man. coolest cigarette. That was the cool one. He wore a cowboy hat and a duster. Come on. Not to be confused with cool, which was another type of cigarette. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, it was a menthol cigarette, so, I think. Yeah. Actually, you know, this, we got an ex-menthol smoker on the line. Okay. And you, you think this is a good idea? Yeah, that's a great idea. It really is. I mean, we do not need to get young people addicted to nicotine like right. I am. Why did you start smoking menthol? So I started smoking before I went in the army at 16. So uh, it just guys, it was Marlboros, Camels, and ended up with Cool. I think just for the throat hit you get off of it. For the menthol? Yeah, the menthol. You know, it gives you a. I don't know a better way to describe it. A throat hit. Anybody that smokes would understand that. Well, it's kind of like if you have a, a if you have like a mint mouth wash, or you put like one of those wintergreen mints in your mouth. Yeah, you go and you and you go. Yeah. Cool I, I, and refreshing. I, I think that's what happens. I think that's the sensation you get from menthol cigarettes. Mm. Again, I'm not a smoker, so I'm really kind of speaking from from third hand experience I or second hand experience, if you will. <laughs> I, yeah, there you go. I asked my wife last night because she smoked for about a year. Right, when we were first together. Right, and I said, did you did you start with menthol? And she goes, Yeah, I did. And I said, it, Was that to sort of break you in to then move up to regular cigarettes? And she yeah. said, No, no, I thought it would be better for my breath. <laughs> Like, right, yes, because it, it's, it's like, like kiss, it it's wasn't. like kissing a minty ashtray. <laughs> Just a, so, French, it's French, like the, the difference between being shot five times or six times. It doesn't really make that much of a difference at that point. Yes, so. you're French kissing an ashtray, but it tastes like mint. So yeah. congratulations. See, I, and I can't remember if we were together when she was smoking or not, because I, I knew her for a couple years beforehand. But anyway, four eight zero four seven zero KSLX. If you're a smoker, what you think of that, or or why menthol? Was that was that the introductory class to then move up to the to the unfiltered? And are, are you bummed that the menthols go away? Will you switch? So I thought of a positive for cigarettes, which is teach you the metric system. They're a hundred millimeters. I didn't even know anything about that. Yeah, okay, I don't. I, I don't. I'm so not in the smoke. Here's the thing: my old man smoked, my mother smoked. Uh, they both died of cancer. As a result of smoking, I got caught. I had, my father had several marriages and several different offspring. I got caught with my older brother, the same one that punched me in the face when I, I uh, coughed while smoking a bowl, um, was a smoker and tried to get me into smoking. My father mm-hmm. caught us and threatened to break our arms off and beat us about the head with the bloody end. And that was enough for me to keep me from smoking. Mo- I think he might have done it. My mom caught me with cigarettes. You know, I had gotten some to, you know, see what they were like. And I right. hadn't. And she found them and she was like, all right, well. Let's go outside and you'll smoke one. Ah, uh, yeah. And that, that's I, the other side. I about turned green. Yep, that's the other side. Yeah. Yeah, that was a my, – uh, my stepfather tried that with, uh, with <laughs> alcohol with me and they found out I liked it too much. You know, they did the whole, oh, you want to drink? You want to be a big man? All right, let's sit down and drink. Next thing you know, we were, we were both hammered. Yeah. Yeah, but the smoking thing is a different thing. They make you smoke a whole pack of cigarettes at once so that you throw up. That that aver- it's like aversion therapy. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, you wouldn't need that if it was your first time. Right. You wouldn't need a whole pack. But um, so we're talking about the the – they're gonna get, uh, they're the gonna FDA, get of, yeah, they're going to get rid of menthol cigarettes. Yeah, I was going to say the CDC because that's been all over. The yeah. FDA says they're going to get rid of menthol cigarettes within a year. But I started I started smoking menthol. I never really got that, uh, you know, cool mint sensation that Paul was talking about. <laughs> the but, cool, uh, yes. yes. Well, that's that was an advertising ploy. Mm, that's right. That's really that cool mint sensation. Yeah. It's really just talking about certs when he says that. <laughs> yes. With Retson. <laughs> With Retson. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, you know, if it had been like that, I might have never quit. But <laughs> So the menthol cigarette didn't, you smoked for a while, but it didn't do much for you, huh? Oh, I smoked for probably about like 25 years. Um, I really enjoyed it, um, but I did switch at one point to regular cigarettes in an effort to try to quit. They tell you, you know, change your brand to cigarette. What? But all that did was just make me smoke regular cigarettes. So. <laughs> yeah, I know that doesn't sound like a good method. That's yes. like telling an alcoholic, hey, switch to a different brand of bourbon. It's like telling a diabetic, here, have a cupcake. <laughs> There you go. Exactly right. <laughs> all right. Thanks for checking in. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Right. Yeah, I, I don't get that at all. No, that seems like an odd method to me. But anyway, that's what's happening. So when they do ban them, I sense we're going to have people dipping their cigarettes in Vicks VapoRub to get that cool menthol breeze. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't get the appeal. Um, I, look, if you want to smoke, I see. I don't understand getting rid of menthol. It, it, it will just cause people to use to smoke other cigarettes if they are inclined to yeah. start smoking. Yeah, so, or I, just go or move yeah. over to, to flavored vape juice. I guess they say that younger people start with menthol more often. Maybe that'll decrease the numbers of young people who start smoking. All right, well, yeah. good luck with that. All right, so Mark is here, Neanderthal is here, and actually Karen D'Alessandro is here also, and you will kick off the uh, the live songs weekend later on. Yes, I will, but why am I here now? Yeah. <laughs> You're a month into it, and we've decided we're going to exploit you for our benefit. Okay, That's right. yes. Uh, and maybe embarrass you if we have to. No yeah. embarrassment, although we're going to play this little game, I understand, and yes. I've already explained to these guys that I'm not good at, at games. There's pressure involved. Yes. I can't well, take pressure, especially at this hour. She may fold under questioning. We're not yes. sure. <laughs> a woman who doesn't play games? Come on, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Hey, I couldn't are, resist. Are you kidding me? That's their, they're born. That's their prime directive. <laughs> now stop that. No, we could be pretty straightforward, as Paul knows from uh, uh, from our Saturday night outing. That's yes. right. You know these. I, I we should mention this. Paul and Karen saw each other socially over the weekend. Yes, and we were spotted socially, so let's just nail this. Let's nip this in the bud right now. We are not seeing each other. Let's just get that out of the way because it's radio, and that will be because the inter-office gossip will have already begun. But I will tell you this. We went to to Alice Cooper's uh, Coopstock. The thing that he does out at uh, La Senda's golf course is uh, his benefit for the Solid Rock Foundation. Uh, Karen drives a convertible, and I have long hair. And so she has the the, the, the so top down. Yeah, and she does too. So she has the top down, and we're cruising uh, down the 60 at a little bit above the posted speed limit. Just a little. And it, and it was like oh, it, was, it was like, like a, a white video. Snake video. It was like a white snake yeah. video. The hair was hair flowing in the breeze. The place, yeah. What Karen doesn't know yeah. while we were driving down the 60 heading out to Las Endes is uh, that there was a Jeep <laughs> next to us with two guys that were like sitting on the and passengers. And I would have my head turned toward Karen so that they couldn't see. I had like my finger and I'm twirling my hair and I'm doing all this stuff. And these guys were like trying to keep pace with us and looking down to see because they saw they, they thought they saw the two hot chicks <laughs> on their way out to, to Alice Cooper. Because you were twirling your hair. Yeah. Imagine their surprise when I turned and they made eye contact with Ernest Borgnine's daughter. Yeah. I offered you a hair tie. I yes, you did. I in my car because right. I could see it was whipping his face. Yes. It was, I almost put an eye out. Yes. Yeah. You know, those two guys in the Jeep, one of them was like, all right, um, you're going to be my wingman tonight. I'm yeah. going for the driver. Yeah, I get, okay, you got the ugly one. You've got the passenger. Yeah. <laughs> 
you get you get the hot chick's best friend. <laughs> That's right. It was yeah. it was a fun night though. I have to say it. And and the reason being, Neanderthal was my date because my husband was still, as I talked about on the afternoon show, he was driving cross country to be with me, and I didn't have anybody. So, yeah. So, so you're, I love yeah. being the guy. I didn't have anybody. So that's what the story <laughs> so, of my life, right so, there. Uh, now you know full disclosure here. Karen and I are going to be seeing each other on Tuesday evening. Oh, are you? Yeah. Yes, we what are. are. What yes. are you doing? I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. Oh, We've been texting. Yep. Oh we have. Goodness. You up? And uh, you're. Wow. <laughs> so your husband both, is here in town, right? Yeah, so he's okay. here in town, and, and yes, and, and Mark's wife is here, and everything's yeah. okay. But yeah. Yeah, you're both cheating on me. Both of you. <laughs> <laughs> and on our spouses. It's ridiculous. Well, wow. welcome to radio. Yeah. All right. All right so, so you've got a game set up for us. I right? do have a game that uh, well, we're going to play. We will try to indoctrinate Karen in a way that is least embarrassing to her possible. Okay. What's the, like, what's the game about? Uh, it's a throwback game, it's a throwdown game. It's, it's, a, it's a pop culture. Look, we're a classic rock station. Okay. We, we're going to test knowledge of all things retrospective, retroactive. All right, tell us more in a bit then. And it's Mark Neanderthal. And Karen D'Alessandro is in the studio with us, our new afternoon person. You can't say girl. No, you can't say man. I'm a person. Sexist (laughs) sexist animals is what we would become in that situation. She's all person. Let me tell you. There you go. I'm all person. Hopefully not about to be humiliated by these two. We'll see. No, see, we'll, we'll just, I'm just playing this game for the first time myself. I don't even know how Paul's got this whole thing set up. All right, uh, I might as well get us in. This will be a fun game just to do. I don't know how often we're going to get a chance to do it, but I thought if you were going to be in the studio, we should have some fun. You're trying to get acclimated to Phoenix. Yes. So we're going to try and get you, uh, at least we're going to give you some stuff that should be familiar to do. The thing we like to call the... Is it the Battle of the Sexes? I love that it's, game. It's not the Battle of the Sexes. Is it War of the Roses? It's I not love war- that game. No, no, this is something we're going to call the 9 o'clock throwdown. And, and what it is is a battle of recall intelligence because the experts tell us that nostalgia is a big deal these times. Okay. And because we all work for a nostalgia-based radio station, we're going to give you something called 9 o'clock throwdown. And what this is is uh, a sample of audio from things past that you should be aware of. Should we, be. And, Notice and, he said should be aware And we have to identify it? And you have to identify it. So here's how the, the, the game's going to work. I will play you a clip of audio, okay. all right? You will buzz in with your microphones, and when you do, say your name so that you get your first crack at it. The first one to get three correct, three out of five, will win this thing. So you're going to turn our mics off yes. before each question, and then we have to... You have to on buzz the, in on, okay. our, on our own monitor thing. Yeah, yeah. buzz yeah. it in. You okay. have to buzz your microphone in. So, like, uh, here, this doesn't this doesn't count as the game. Okay, but as a sample, all right, just an idea of how this works. Turn your microphones off. Okay, all right. I'm going to play this piece of audio. When you recognize it, after and, and, and I'll say at least two seconds so that we so that everybody can hear it. Okay. All right. When you recognize it, buzz in and take a guess at it. All right. Okay. All right. You. Mark. Mark, there oh. you go. All right, Mark, so what is that? Jerry Maguire. That is Jerry yes. Maguire, yes. All right. All right. He's fast. Oh. Oh. This, right. this is going to be a throwdown, <laughs> yeah. like you said. I'm going to give you another one. All another right. practice another, run? Yep, yeah. another practice okay. run. We'll turn right. our mics off. This doesn't count, but for practice, turn your microphones off. When you recognize it, buzz in, all right? It's not James Brown. <laughs> All right, so Ma- now- Mark, Mark for the steal. Oh, that is uh, play that funky music, White Boy by. 
wild cherry. Yes, oh it is. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, I was going get... to I was I... gonna say hot chocolate. I... Yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to get smoked in this game. There's <laughs> <That's> no- a- <laughs> All right, that's okay. Let's try it. Let's try it for real. All right. Maybe it gets easier. All I don't right. know. It, it, it was Wild Cherry, right? Okay. Play that funky music. Yes. Hot chocolate did you sexy thing. You sexy thing, and everyone's a winner. Those are the two. There you go. See how this is going now? Okay. Yes. So it can come from any category. I'm not going to tell you what the category is. You just have to identify what it is. All right, that's fine. All right. Um, and it can come from pop culture. It could be a movie. It could be music. It could be politics. It could be world events. It could be anything. And the first one to 50 correct answers yes, is the winner? Yes, yes, The first one to do this before, between <laughs> now and 4 o'clock. Yeah, when I get back on the air. Okay. Right, just yeah. keep playing right. through the afternoon show. All right, Karen, so, Karen is here from 2 to 7. Today. All right. So best three out of five. Here we go. This okay, is. So turn and, our mics off. Right? Turn your microphones off. Okay. And you have to give me at least two seconds okay. before you buzz in. This is number one. Really, can't you? Oh, no, don't worry. Just keep your hands and feet away from his mouth. Uh, Mark. Mark. Don't you have any respect for your Animal House, baby. Yeah, oh, yes, it is. Yes. yes. I believe that was uh, Otter, Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. Damn was, glad to meet you. He was damn glad to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's try it again. Give me another one. All right. Hang on a second. Got to get one out of three, right? We'll see how this goes out. Well, this is five total. The best three out of five oh, okay. is going to win this thing. All right. This is number two. <laughs> Mark. Mark, what do you got? Uh, that is, um, don't worry about a Don't worry about a thing. Nope. Karen, da, for the steal. Da, 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 da. Uh, oh, nothing. I got nothing. What is it? The, don't worry, be happy that, from Bobby McFerrin. Ah. Oh, yeah. I All hate right. that song. Yeah, well, yeah, but you should. You still should have known it. I thought it was still, I was close. All right, so it's still, uh, uh, it's still Mark leading one nothing. All right. Here comes number three. Remember, this is just a football game. Howard Cosell? Karen. Karen, there you go, yes. <laughs> but do I have to know more about it? Well, what, yeah, well, yeah, you know who it is, but what is it? <laughs> Come on, give me a half a point for knowing Howard Cosell. <laughs> go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. All right, it's, it's Howard Cosell announcing John Lennon's death, right? It is. Long yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's the mistake you make when you go a little bit too quick. So Mark is now up two nothing yeah. on Karen. I, you know what? And it would have ta- would have taken me a, a little bit more... longer, but then she said Howard, so I was like, okay, now I remember. Yep. Now you know what it is. See, all right. So uh, Mark leads. You have to get the next two to win this thing. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, at least tie it. No pressure. Okay. Right, if you tie it, I do have a tiebreaker prepared. Okay. One for the win. So here we go. This would be number four. Good luck. Sorry about the disruption, folks. Karen. But I always do the last dance of the season. Uh, why am I forgetting this movie? Dancing, uh, dancing, what is it? It's dancing something. I can't. What is it? How could I not remember this? That's uh, dir- Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Swayze. There you go. That's Swayze. Come on. I at least have a half a point from each of my last two answers to add to one point. Yeah, uh, you, you were at least close, but there you go. <laughs> Well, our Karen, first... I can tell you, I've had the time of my life. Ah, I see what you did see there. See the tie into ah, Dirty Dancing there? I see that. Yeah. And now I'm going to the corner because <laughs> I'm humiliated. So there you go. That is that is your your throwdown. You're not a clock throwdown. All right. <laughs> and uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go back and get some some pop culture references and come back and and redeem myself and do a, and do, yeah we'll do a now, rematch at some point. Okay, Karen, you knew all those right, but you just couldn't couldn't get them. Couldn't, I, yeah, they you, wouldn't come yeah. to the surface. All right, yes. I'm, I'm yeah. just gonna Karen. Would you have got this one? This is the only, I'm gonna. Put this one in. I don't think you would have got it. 
But let's see. Who am I? Why am I here? I'm not a politician. Everybody knows that. So don't expect me to use the language of the Washington Insider. 37 years in the Navy and only one of them up there in Washington. You know who that was? Tell me. Admiral James Stockdale from the 1992 vice Vice presidential presidential debate. debate. He was Ross Perot's running mate. Yeah. Yeah. Admiral James Stockdale. That was everybody remembers the, you know the. You, yeah, you don't. And who am I? Who yep. am I? Yeah. Yep. Why am I here? And the sad yeah, thing yeah. is, sad thing is, highly, highly accomplished, yeah. highly decorated military man, and that's what people remember him for. Yeah. You should look him up. He's very accomplished. Yeah. All right, so we'll do this again. We'll have Karen right. come in again. <laughs> so one thing do I have to. <laughs> one thing I know Karen can do. Is, is kick off the weekend today. That's yes. happening about 5 o'clock. We'll do the live songs weekend. Chapman Chevrolet on Baseline is powering things. And and we're going to play some great live tracks. In fact, I understand we have a couple of Zeppelin tunes for Get the Let Out that are going to be insane. A show that you were at, I guess, right? Oh, yeah, or was sure. Dave at it? You and Dave, our boss, were at it. Dave was. Oh. I'm, I was bummed because I missed that show. You'll see video on that, too, me and Dave talking about the show. All right, there you go. Karen Sandra will be in here at 2 o'clock. There you go. There's your 9 o'clock throwdown. Uh, soundly defeated by Mark was. Karen, welcome to Phoenix. Yeah, thanks. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era when the NFL debuts in Germany live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Put the ball up. Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Live from Munich. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.